0: January fifteenth, twenty nineteen, a woman's sunny Tuesday afternoon quickly turned into a bloody and horrifying day that still haunts its survivors until this day. From Kenya, where gunshots and explosions have been heard in the capital Nairobi at a compound containing a hotel and offices, police say for now they're treating it as a terrorist attack. It's in happened in the
1: Westlands of district of the Suspects <laughs> of the 14 Riverside Drive attack that claimed the lives of 21 innocent individuals. And Five
0: Al-Shabaab terrorists armed with explosives, automatic weapons, and grenades attacked the Dusit D2 Commercial Center, a six-building complex of shops, offices, and a hotel. At least 21 people, including one U.S. citizen, were killed in the assault. One of the survivors was my sister. My name is Sylvia Muir and this is Nation Reports Podcast. January is usually an easygoing month as people get out of the holiday mood and get back to work or school. I hadn't yet resumed my university studies, so I was still lounging around in my parents' home. This was years before I joined Nation and became a reporter. My mom was away on a work trip, so she usually called to check up on me. As expected, my phone rang, but when I picked it up, she told me to turn on the news. Esther's office had been attacked. For a moment, I was confused. I didn't know what it meant. My sister Esther Mwikali worked at Meta an innovation hub for startups and entrepreneurs. So I didn't understand why anyone would attack them. So when the TV screen came on, I switched from one channel to another seeing the same headline, d 2 under attack. It was about 3 p.m. This was the second time terrorists had threatened the life of one of my loved ones, with my mom being a survivor of the 1998 U.S. bomb blast. When I asked Esther if she could sit down with me and take me back to that day, she was happy to do so. We are really close, and I was totally okay if she decided to say no because I was worried that I would be taking her through the worst day of her life all over again.
2: Good morning, Esther. Mm, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> we not jump into all
0: of it? So when it gets to the we, we met know. at a restaurant, and yeah, she gave me a school. very detailed narration of what school. happened.
3: We were in the office. Everyone was in the office, surprisingly. And there are times that not everyone is in the office. So we went morning, we spent almost our whole morning there um, looking at the most historical photos of like Kenya, East Africa, Africa. You know, Moamin had the best photos ever um, of everyone. So we were going to do like a more or less a series of his photos or to launch some of the things that... More, more or less, Sadly, Mamin wanted to learn some of his father's work again, yeah? And so when we went there, we had a good meeting with him. Um, we got to understand more about Mohamim's work. I appreciated it even more, photojournalism. And then we went back to the office, and... And funny thing is that, you know, I... I think I even crossed down at some point to go and do something. I'd lose it all somewhere. I don't remember what it was. And I remember when I came back to the office, that's the day that um Jason who passed away had come back to the office. He was on a to treat. Like in summer, I forgot where. And he came back with so much excitement and joy. He was like the sending Maurice and um everyone smiling at everyone saying, This year we're gonna do amazing work. We're gonna do change the ecosystem, you know. He was so hyped up. And then, um, he went down to have lunch. And then I remember, I don't know if I had lunch, I'm not sure, but I remember I, we were with Morris, and I, we were talking about something to do with membership and meta, and he was like, let's go out and talk. And when we were going out to talk, um, We went out the balcony, and for some reason we didn't stand under the shade, our extended shade. So we stood like right at the rail, and we were talking about, and I swear, I just know it was about membership. Maybe those are titatat we're having with him. And all of a sudden, the sun just became so hot. I don't know, I don't know how. I saw fragments and, and liquid just moving up. I didn't realize what that was. So I stood there, and I didn't even realize I put the phone down. Um, and in instant, when that happened uh, there, like literally two or three minutes, you okay, guys are like, put there was that gunshots. You could hear, like, gunshots. So Maurice crept down into the balcony, and he was like, guys, that's, those are not who we think they are. And so what those guys were doing, is that anyone who they saw on the top buildings on the balconies they were shooting. Which for me was just like so mind-boggling because we were just there a few minutes ago with Maurice. Because they shot a, a car which of course I was showed later when we went back to see everything. Everything. And then like we were just when that happened I stood there and I was like I said I was like this is a this is a joke eh? Like in your head you're like this is a joke. Guys we are being cracked me in a terrorist attack me I can't in fact I stood there for like a hot second like even a minute or two when everyone was just trying to put things I'm just there starting or trying to carry things together but he cleared the doors Maurice like I the doors and Morris was the one who literally was the leader of rallying everyone he he stepped in in such everything like he said "By the doors and then when he had more shooting he we was like guys these are not these are not people who we think they are
0: I had met Maurice a couple of times when I went to see Esther at her office. And Maurice Soteno was the CEO of Meta at the time. He was a very calm and collected guy. During the time of the attack, his fire marshal training and fast response may have saved about 60 lives of his colleagues and members.
1: All of a sudden, we hear a big, loud bang. You know? Mm-hmm. And this big, loud bang, because it caught us unaware... Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, oh shoot, there is a, what do like, uh, uh, the electrical uh, transformers, one of them has bust. That's the first thing that comes to my head. Mm. And I'm like, hey, but it's, uh, it's very weird, it's a bang, then you hear, trrr, trrr. I'm like, maybe it's the electrical wires touching each other and forming that noise. Mm. Um, all of a sudden I see dust coming up from one of the windows and we rush to go see there and it's coming straight from the secret garden side. Because yeah. we're on the sixth floor. Is- and, and in my mind I thought like maybe there's been a very huge accident in the kitchen. Until I hear some noises on the other side, which is the balcony. If you know the orientation of the matter, there's a balcony that is facing the main entrance to the complex. So we hear people shouting. I rush there. Mm-hmm. and what I see is these guys who are armed, and they looked lighter than, you know, not, their skin was not as dark mm-hmm. as I am. Mm-hmm. And for me, the first thing that came to mind is like, why are white people attacking us? You know, and they were shooting. The reason why I knew they were attacking us is because mm-hmm. they were shooting at a guard's uh, house, kind of uh, house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is an attack. So mm-hmm. the first thing I did is turn to the team and say, guys, we are under attack. I think... And they were mixing information. Some people are like, no, no, it's actually the people are trying to rob m Bank, which is downstairs. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that came to my mind, because again, this was the second time I'm in a similar situation, somehow a similar situation. Because mm-hmm. the first situation I was in, remember, I don't know if you can remember the botched, um, uh, what is it called? The drill, the botched drill at Strathmore. where uh, So I was in that situation because I was uh, one of the marshals, Mm. and uh, we were basically taken through a training after Garissa 147, Mm. where we were told on what to do whenever there's an attack,
2: Mm. but now
1: comes a situation where during this uh, botch drill, there was a mistake that happened and there was miscommunication and people got hurt and somebody died Mm -hmm. so coming off that i think the adrenaline just checked in and the first thing that i told the guys because they usually train you on like the first thing is flight like run away you know Mm -hmm. if you cannot run away then hide if you cannot Mm -hmm. hide then fight so for us the flight could not happen. We could not run away because we are on the sixth floor. We are next to the entrance. Mm-hmm. So the next best option was for us to hide. Yes. And the first thing that we did is it chatting in and it was almost like you're a commander, you know? And I was just telling guys, carry those tables, cover that place, lock that exit, do this, do that. And the first thing that I told I think the next thing that I told guys when well, now we identify that now it's an attack mm-hmm. is can you switch off your phones, find a place to hide? everybody, arm yourself with something, like bottles, fire extinguishers, whatever you can get, arm yourself with it and hide. Uh, And that's what happened, and people hid. Um, And while people are hiding now, you know, it's when it's dawning on me, like, yes, seriously, there's a potential of us dying. Hmm. Um, And it's dawning on you because now you can hear people screaming. You know, you can hear people screaming outside. You can hear the gunshots now coming closer and closer. Um, and you hear sirens and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you see on buzzing, you know. Mm. Um, and the first thing that I go to is Twitter and see that yes, there's a terror attack that has been established at DCTD2. Um, then your phone starts ringing and you see your charge literally going down. You know, you have 80, 90% charge. And mm. because of the phone, is constantly ringing. You just see it go down. Mm. Um, and I remember talking to a couple of people, talking to the likes of Terian. and Terian was like, you're okay. The help is on the way. What can you see, you know? And please hide. Um, and guys, there's an organization that people have not given credit a lot, but it's called Rescue. Rescue is the organization that does a lot of this uh, emergency uh, response. The first when we were members as matter we were members of rescue it was a startup mm. they quick they quickly put us in our WhatsApp group mm. and now the WhatsApp group of people who are within the 14 riverside mm. and now on this WhatsApp group people are talking and saying hey guys I can see them on this building I can see they are coming on this so it's also making us get prepared you know. Mm um so that's what happens during that session i think that was about exactly i even remember the time it was 3 15 pm on the 15th of uh of, um, january so we stay in hiding but meanwhile while we are hiding there was another guy who uh, i can't remember his name now but he was working at bar at me, at uh, the kitchen at meta mm-hmm. he, he was involved in westgate yeah. uh, so both of us are in this situation where we've been involved in some sort of terror, you know, mm-hmm. and we are now thinking of like, how do we get out of this space? So we start actually, we move from like, we are now hiding to now, how do we get out of these safes, mm-hmm. the place safe? So
3: by the time when that hit, so I called mom. <laughs> And it was the, I called her and it was the funniest thing. So I called her and I was like, Mom, we are being shot at. Send help, please. And I was very calm. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, Mom, we're being shot at. And that's what I could say. We're being shot at. Send help. So when all this we are seated, it's like we're sitting dark. Stories start coming on Twitter. It's, uh, it's still and then back. I don't know at what point, maybe in 30 minutes or 40 minutes into it, you guys
0: are like, it's a As her younger sister, these were not easy words to hear. I thought this conversation was going to be hard for her, but I was holding back tears the whole time. So we're going to do a recap from, maybe if you remember what happened that morning, like maybe you're going to
2: work. Just you going to work, and it was like a normal day for you, right? It was a normal day, we just,
0: Meet Aida Nganga, who remembers how everyone was acting in that moment of desperation and confusion.
2: So, then, at some point, I think after maybe 10-15 minutes, I can't recall, Maurice came and like, Aida, come with me to the washroom. So he's the one who literally was like, no, you can't be here. He picked me, took me to the bathroom. When the bathroom, I see, like, Uko drew the ceiling is, like, broken. Kumba, like, two of my colleagues were all in the ceiling, Uko, mm-hmm. almost falling down. So, everybody was calling Maurice, I remember he was so fructic, was like, stop calling me guys, stop calling me, because now everybody's see, Ebut trying to contact but you. Before even
1: that, you know, the team is hiding, guys are, you know, para- paranoid, like I can't remember Ida's face. Mm-hmm. She was super paranoid and it's almost like she's having a, a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing that we, we need, so we don't know even how to handle her, we're shouting at her, you mm-hmm. know like keep quiet (laughs) and Mm -hmm. and she's like oh she's just panicking Mm -hmm. one of my colleagues solo is super devastated what does he do he goes into the bathroom Mm -hmm. the ladies bathroom where everybody is Mm -hmm. he goes onto the ceiling as a way of hiding Mm -hmm. I follow him there Mm -hmm. you know and the next thing we see is Solo is on the floor because he fell from the ceiling to the floor. Oh, my God. So it's like craziness, but nobody's laughing. Everybody's just like, everybody's fighting for the little space that they can hide. Like, mm-hmm. Esther was hiding under the, the kitchen cabinets and holding uh, soda bottles as her, as her weapons, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but while all these were going on, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm the team leader of this organization and you're thinking of like, I need to get this out. Like, mm-hmm. this thing cannot stop. And, and the first thing that comes to my mind is like, How do you get out?
0: Finally, rescuers arrived at 6 p.m. at the Meta office. But they didn't know how to differentiate the police from the terrorists. They were scared to open the doors. One of the deceased was the only U.S. citizen to be caught in the crossfire. His name was Jason Spindler.
1: But the one thing that now broke my heart on that particular evening is that I received a call from my previous boss uh, called Aaron. And Aaron is like, hey Maurice, how are you doing? I'm so sorry for what has happened. I hope you guys are safe. Um, did you see Jason? Uh, and I'm like, yes, he was at his place. And he's like, okay, how was Jason dressed? I'm, like, yeah, I'm the last person I'm literally the last person to have seen this guy he was dressed in a blue shirt and a beige trouser. and um, the last time I saw him he was going for lunch at Silicon Cal and uh, Aaron breaks into tears he starts crying remember this this is my boss this is somebody who was in power you know uh, so for him to break down I'm also devastated I'm like what the hell is going on because it must be serious. And the first thing he tells me is like, can you look, just Google New York Times. And when I Google New York Times, the first thing I see is a picture basically of Jason laying on the table. And you can see clearly that there's something that has you know, penetrated his chest or his body parts yeah, because he's bleeding, but he's laying and his head is on the, on, the, on, the, on the table. And that's how I broke news to the family that their son was dead. You know,
0: Only two days after the attack, the DUCIT building management asked Esther and her colleagues to go back, check on their office and pick their belongings.
3: called by, by Putin Riverside management and I said, Esther, since you're the head of operations I need you to come and don't come alone, it's advisable, we need, it. We need to assess damage anything that she might want because it's going to be under investigation for some time. So, I remember I told Aida, let's go. Mordris, I called him, and we got
0: down. Eventually, business had to go back as usual. And they had no choice but to work in the same office that held terrifying memories. It
2: never, I don't think it ever went back to normal. Like, it was... Was still orangey, like yeah. We'd always look down and mm-hmm. we'd see that place, like we'd see up and down. Come this, mom, mm-hmm. up and down. So do. the grass was green around, and then, mm-hmm. a, a patch. Mm-hmm. um, honestly, I think the hardest part was the first anniversary, the one we all wore white. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's because one of the survivors, the nurse, died a year later. Mm. So she was added to the statistic, you know, thinking that she'll probably have survived, but she wasn't able to survive. Mm. Um, seeing yeah. some of the people who actually did survive that. Because it was sick, but we were all invited, everybody had 14% drive. Mm. Everybody was wearing white, um, the management spoke photos everywhere of everyone who had died and just going through that, I think it was the den or something, I can't remember. Just looking at everyone no. else and thinking, why them and not me? Like, no. am I special? No. um You know, they were working. They never thought no. when they woke up that... Something like that would actually happen.
0: A few days to the fourth anniversary of the attack, the U.S. State Department offered a 1.2 billion Kenyan shillings reward for information leading to the capture of Mohamoud Abdi Aden, a Kenyan national suspected of heading the Al-Shabaab terror cell that carried out the attack. A reminder that justice has not yet been served.
1: This story was written by Sylvia Mouya, it was sound engineered by Kevin Miner. Our podcast editor is James Mutt. Special thanks to our group editorial director, Joa Gale. Nation Reports, only on Nation.Africa.